Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mother Presser podcast. You are here with Sarah and April. We are excited to bring you some more content, have some more conversations, and break ourselves open a little bit more for the world to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, everybody. We wanted to talk to you about a few different topics tonight, one of them being fear. Um, I feel like this is something that not just moms experience, but all of us as humans. And I feel like there's so much fear um, around right now. So many people are dealing with this. And funny enough, I I wanted to start start by telling you about a little dream I had. So I don't know if you're like me, but I believe that our dreams mean something. I think there's no way that we sleep for eight hours every night for eight hours. <laughs> um, you know, if you're a mom, you probably get like three broken up, but you know, there's no way that when we were created, it, we were designed to sleep for eight hours and that it just means nothing. And that was an accident, you know? <laughs> so there's that thought, but yeah. So with my dream, I had this dream about this massive spider and it was so vivid and it was so clear that when I woke up, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I just had this knowing drop in that that was trying to tell me something. It was trying to explain something to me. And so Last night, I'd been thinking about it for two days. And so last night I, I said to Drew, like my husband, I just need to go into my office. I need to meditate. I need to get some answers. And so I sat with this spider, um, this image, and I just sat there meditation and I pulled the spider into my mind, which I didn't want to do because it was so, it was so real and it was so scary. And I could start to feel the fear as if it was actually right there. And I just wanted to open my eyes because I felt so scared. And I started to realize that this thing was in my mind, but I was feeling it in my body. And it was, and I was going back and forth with this thought, like we just let our thoughts come and go and they're fleeting and we don't pay attention to them. And we think that they mean nothing. However, our body is constantly responding to our thought. And because I was so still and, and also our body responding, responds with feeling that sets our frequency and that you know, set in our life. So this is a really big conversation. It's a big deal. Um, but I, because I was sitting so still, I realized, wow, this is a thought and I can actually feel real fear in my physical body. And so I, I asked, you know, I go to my inner being, whatever word you use works for you. But I said, what am I learning right now? And it said, the spider in your dream was fear. But in your day-to-day -day life, it's just an emotion that you ignore. So in your dream, we took that feeling and we made it visible. We gave it a form. And that's why it stood out to you because in my dream, I saw this spider. And instead of going on the nice path that I was going to go on with my daughter, I ran away and I ran up these rocks that were never for me. I wasn't supposed to actually climb them. They weren't my path, but fear was making me run up the wrong path. And it was trying to tell me that in life, you know, I can't see the emotion and it's very easy when it's busy to ignore the feeling, but fear will make me make moves that were never for me. And I've been going through so much change and transition in my life lately that I have felt the fear. And there's a few paths that I wanted to go down because they felt easier. And it just hit me over and over again today. Wow. I only want that path because I feel like there's a spider chasing me. And so my husband and I were having this big talk. We're in the, we're in the um, transition of possibly owning a second home. And, um, 
I said to him, the spider is ch is like the fear is chasing me and it wants me to say no. I said, so I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to say yes. Like this is a lot to hold. There's a lot going on. But um, yeah, so I just want to get you to think like that. Like if you were to give a symbol to that emotion, you would start noticing it a lot more. And the thing with fear or a spider is that if you turn around, it'll run away most time. And worst case, it doesn't. You can squish it. <laughs> and, you know, it always hides in the dark. It's kind of lurking. It never really wants to come out into the open in the light. It just runs. Like if you think about how much those two are similar. <laughs> so, yeah. So that got me thinking about fear. And then it brought me over to how something else I've been struggling with is holding all of these big emotions while still having to be a mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the inner work that I've done, um, I wouldn't be able to hold it or I would be losing it on my kids or, and don't get me wrong. I, like, Life is very real right now and things aren't perfect, but there's a lot more peace than there would have been in the past. So. Yeah, I feel like in my life, there's a lot more peace than there has been in the past. And you guys are making big moves right now too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seems like we always are. Um, Growing your company, like it's amazing. Yeah. So actually that's a good story in fear. Um, that I let's could go there. let's um, go there. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go to June of 2022. Um, my husband, Chad, and I lived in Alberta. Uh, we were there for almost two years at that point, and we thought we had were gonna be there for a long time. Mm. Um and Chad was just kind of doing a lot of dreaming. He wanted to expand. He kept coming home and saying, I don't want to work anymore. This isn't what my, I'm supposed to do with my time in my life. I, I want bigger things. And we'd been on our soul journey for a bit there. And, and he just knew that he was called to do more with his time than what he was doing. So he had, and we just, we had a baby in May. Let's put that out there. We had a baby in May. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's June. <laughs> and um, my husband decided to partner with someone that he had kind of known for a while, but uh, just casually, you know. Um, but he kind of fit the bill for like what uh, my husband thought he wanted in a business partner. And um, so everything worked out really well for them. They got a business plan together. They went and sat down with like the head guy of the company that they were working for to propose their idea and they were approved and they got in. And one of the only stipulations was that Chad was no longer allowed to work. Um, if he was going to be vendoring. Um, so we had to make the choice then, you know, that, we were now going to have other people working for us, but the cost of that is that Chad had to stop working immediately, mm. at least there. Um, 
So, but that was the point. That was the point. That was what we were working toward. That was the right. Point. Isn't that interesting? Like he didn't want to work, but then when it was presented, it was like, oh, that's scary. I don't know if I can hold that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly how I feel every day right now. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, he was much better at that point than I was. I was like trying to think logically. <laughs> like, this is a bit insane. Um, also very close to postpartum. Right. And, you know, the hormones and all of it. Um, and like bringing two kids in the family and then holding this. So, anyway, back at it. Um, so, he stops working in June. We go to September um, without bringing in any money. Mm. Then, uh, in September, we brought in a very small amount of money. Um, and at that point realized that, uh, our business partner wasn't for us and, or wasn't for him really. And, uh, and that like, we needed to part from that in order to continue on the path of our highest good. Mm. So that was like something that we had to face, which was very uncomfortable right at the beginning. <laughs> right. Like that's where most people, this is the thing. I think there's always a place where you could quit right at the beginning. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. do you really want this? Cause this is what will take you out. Yeah. And it would have just been easy to be like, Oh, well that didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right, but, but no, we didn't, we didn't. <laughs> so at this point we're leveraging almost everything for the dream. And Chad just keeps saying, I'm not going back to work. I am never going back to work. And I'm like freaking out <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> right? Like actually yeah. freaking out, crying, like being like, this is insane. How, how are we doing this? Like we're so irresponsible. And he would just look at me and say, I'm never going back to work. Wow. And I would, I would just hold it. I would be like, okay. And I just, I just knew I had to have trust in him. He had so much trust in himself that he could, he knows exactly, you know, where we are, what we're doing. And I know that he would never do anything that would hurt our family. So I trusted him. So he ends up going back to the boss and saying, um, you know, I just think that I want to do this my own way. It just seems better if I do it my own way. And uh, at the time, we thought we had to get this insane safety program done that takes years to do. Mm. Um, so, so we felt like maybe that was going to be the end of the road for us at one point. But miraculously, they offered us um, like this different kind of like contract so we could work under them while we get our safety program going. Mm. And so it was just like, boom, it worked. Like wow. right then, it was just like, okay, yeah. Like he called what he said, what he wanted, and it just it happened for him. And but he made all those big moves first. Like that's the that's the thing people think is an overnight success. It's like no, it's many sleepless nights first. And then... Yeah, so it gets crazier. So after that, we have to start over with like what we're doing, um, and and start hiring. So now we're in August. We didn't get an employee on until September. At the end of September, beginning of October, Thanksgiving, we came back to Vancouver Island for a visit. And on the way to the island, we had a three-day road trip to get back. 
So we were on our last night before we got to the island and we stopped for dinner in Kamloops. And we sat in the truck and I had to move points from my credit card and turn them into cash in order to pay for dinner for my family because we had not seen any money now from June to September except for that little amount that we had, which, you know, didn't really amount to anything considering that we still had all of the same bills, all of the same everything coming out every month and just no income. So at this point, we've leveraged everything for the dream. Um, so we already had our ferry ticket paid for and everything. So the next day, we get on the boat and we get over to the island and we realize that we have a payroll coming up um, that we weren't going to have money to do. We didn't know what to do because now it had been three weeks that we had an employee working, but it um, was taking them time to pay our invoices. So we were behind and we didn't know what to do. We ended up taking a personal loan from an incredible friend, which was basically the most, <laughs> the hardest thing that the ego could ever do. <laughs> it was really, really hard. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of the point where we couldn't even ask for professional help anymore. We were, we had to ask a friend. Our life was on the line. And if you can talk about fear and being a mom and holding all of those emotions, while you're literally on the edge. It was the hardest time of my life, but it was also the most rewarding time of my life because I learned to trust myself and I learned to trust our life's path. And I learned that everything was going to be okay, even if it wasn't okay. Even if the worst thing that could happen happened, we were still okay. We still had each other. I've heard someone say that, that if the worst thing that sometimes the worst thing has to happen to you, because until it does, you're just going to sit still in fear. Yeah. Like you have to realize that the worst thing could happen and you would be okay. You would make it through. Like we are resilient. And I was just thinking, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just taking a drink. Our mics are funny tonight. So sorry to the listeners. It cut out a few times when you were talking. I'm not sure if that'll show up or not when you edit it. Um, but you know, let's talk about being a mom while you're holding all of that. Like I, there's been so many times where fear just controlled me. And I did not realize for a very long time until I started to do this inner work that the reason I could not connect to my kids was because of fear. Like I felt so distant from my kids and it's because they don't live on the frequency of fear. Yeah. You know, like you can't sit on if you're scared, it's very hard to do. You can do it, but it's very hard to do. And with with this and going inward and doing the work 
that takes time away from your kids. Like, you know, you got to do the work, you got to take the program or read the book. It's like, yeah, but think of all the time it gives back to your kids because you're not living off somewhere else in your mind their whole childhood. Yeah. Moving from, you know, just, I remember just sitting there and like scrolling my phone and just feeling sick in my stomach all the time. Just about everything. And that in itself is just not the way that we're supposed to live. Right. It's what makes us sick. Yeah. You know, to sit in and not ever move through. So the only thing that I've found that has given me relief from that, because I was talking to Sarah, like, okay, we're going to talk about fear. And then we need to give you a way to move through it and move from it and heal. Like, we, And I mean, it's great to bring it out into the open, but I want to give you a solution too. And so I grew up riddled in fear, just the way I was raised. So religious, I had, I, I, it, I didn't realize until recently what it was like to not have fear in my body. Like fear was my normal set point. <laughs> And then as I started doing this inner work, I remember one time I was at the grocery store, just like at co-op buying fruit. And I stood there and I just noticed, I don't know why it was this exact moment, but I noticed I feel good. And it's just, <laughs> this yeah. work is paying off. I feel, I'm not, and I, I you, you kind of go through the little list in your head of like, no, I'm not worried about anything. And I, I are, you, are you sure? Some, no, there's nothing bothering me. I feel good. And so the solution to the fear for me was really doing the work. It was going inward. It was reading the books that, you know, they kind of fall into your lap. You go to the bookstore and one jumps out to you, buy that one. You talk to a friend and she randomly recommends a book. That's the one you should listen to. Like when I was doing network marketing for so many years, I always got asked this one question. What book is the best book to read? And I said, the one that you read. (laughs) (laughs) because literally you're going to buy 10 and read none. The one that you read will change your life because anyone who writes a book on personal development, they are writing from the answer. And that's a different frequency than the question. So you'll hear something. If you just pick up the book, you'll hear something, but doing this inner work and going within and reconnecting to myself. And like we've talked on the last few podcasts, reconnecting to my inner voice, connecting to my inner being, remembering who I am. That's how I can hold this and I still feel it. It still feels expansive and I still could feed the fear if I wanted to, but I have something to tap into that brings me peace and remembering who I am. And that fear actually comes from the ego. Like the ego is, wants to keep you safe. So it keeps you within what it, what it knows, but that means it doesn't ever want you to do anything new. And so I actually just talk to April. I talk to my ego and I say, Hey, I know that you're scared. And I know that you're just looking at what everybody else is doing and you're looking at the animal, but you know, I'm following my inner guidance and she knows more than you. So thank you for voicing it, but we're not going to follow your direction. You know? So, I mean, I know that was kind of a lot of things thrown at you, but hopefully something. Yeah. um, (laughs) I can let you know that at the end of all of that, um, it all worked out for me anyway. (laughs) After all of that suffering, our lives opened up and uh, Chad hasn't worked for over a year now since June of 2022 
like physically worked. <laughs> Obviously owning a business is still a lot of work, but he's at home every day with our family and he is doing what he said he was going to do. And there were many, 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 many times that I especially wanted to quit, but look at our lives now. Imagine if we had stepped back where we would be. I would be alone with my children all day long while he's gone 16 hours a day and they see him for like 45 minutes before bed, you know? I want to just encourage anyone listening. If you're thinking about making a move, make the move. If it feels yeah. expan expansive and big, make the move. Every time I've done that, it's changed my life. And then when you make the move and then you kind of go to regret it because now you feel scared and <laughs> it's late at night and you're thinking and overthinking, don't, don't change your mind on it. Just realize it's just feels scary. You can hold that and this is going to change your life. And, you know, any big move that I've made that came from that space within me that knew she needed to do it only helped my kids. It only aligned them further to their path. Like, Absolutely. They, right? Like they chose you and they chose you knowing your soul path. And so the best thing you can do for your kids is walk it, but that's going to probably be the most uncomfortable walk you could take. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I have a little story about this actually. Um, so recently I have really, really been trying to listen to my intuition and just trust myself and just keep, you know, even though I went through all of that stuff recently, um, the learning never ends. You never like arrive, really. You know what I mean? You're always, you just always keep going. <laughs> it just gets easier a bit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was listening to my intuition and I had a day where some were three times in the same day, three different people asked me the same thing. And they said, have you gotten... Austin, who's my oldest, into preschool. And I'm like, why are people asking me? It's like, I didn't, at the time we were talking about getting maybe like an au pair or a nanny, something of that kind of sort um, to help us with both kids so we could have time to do business and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I said, okay, three people said it. Let's just see. Let's just think about it. So I'm scrolling Facebook and all of a sudden this preschool pops up in my Facebook and it's, there's an open house tomorrow and it's in Qualicum, which is the nearest town to me. And uh, it sounds really good. It says that she lets her golden retrievers hang out with the kids and uh, they keep a small group and just lots of things that I really aligned with and loved and I felt good about. So I was like, okay, let's go to the open house. So we go to the open house and we walk in. And the first thing that she does is tells us the name of her golden retriever. And the dog's name is Winston. <laughs> and Winston is a dog that Chad had when we first got together, who ended up being our dog and being an old dog with us and passing away. But he was just kind of like a legend of a dog. Everyone that knows him loves him. Like we still talk about him. He's like painted on ornaments for our Christmas tree. Like, <laughs> so instantly when she said that her dog's name was Winston, you know, I was like, okay, so we're in the right place. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, hey, this feels good. Sign him up. Um, but at the, 
at the open house there, there was another mom whose child was there uh, previously in the previous year. And they come from a foreign country and have uh, different languages, their first language. And uh, she was telling me how she had her son in other programs and he didn't do well at all. And as soon as he was in this program, um, within six months, he was like fluent in English. And I was like, wow. whoa, you know, good review. And she just came mm-hmm. up to hang out and tell people that because she loves it so much. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And um, the first week goes in and then I start learning about the other kids that he's there with. And this um, foreign speaking family had um, their, sorry, <laughs> I lost track of their, uh, their child he, he was very shy. He's very shy. And it took him a really long time to warm up the previous year. And uh, they talked about that and how he probably wouldn't talk for a couple of weeks, but like he was still there, but he wasn't saying words. So mm-hmm. the first week goes by and we talked about that every day, you know, how he was progressing and, and all that and trying to get him out of his shell. And it seemed like him and Austin were getting along really well. And then, the next week, so the second week on the first day, we were leaving and Austin went up to this child and opened his arms wide open and just said, can I have a hug? And this, this child jumped into his arms and gave him the biggest hug that you've ever seen. And he was so happy to do it. And his mom she started vibrating. She started jumping in place and like waving her arms and like shaking because she'd never seen her child ever interact with another child like that. And she just started crying and I, and then I started crying and then I just like opened my arms and she jumped into my arms and we were (laughs) hugging. (laughs) Wow. And I realized, you know, when we left there, that I, I listened to my intuition and that lined him up mm-hmm. for his soul's path. Just mm. And it was to serve others. Like, think about that. There's someone who needed his love. Yeah. Wow. That is powerful. And it is speaking to us that much every day. It's just, it's a matter of if we're listening. I find when I hear the same message three times, listen, it's telling you something. (laughs) You can only believe in coincidence so much. Yeah. I I've stopped. I've completely stopped believing in coincidence. There are no coincidences. Like our reality is always speaking back to us. Our physical reality is always speaking back to us so we can see our inner reality. Just like my spider at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> yeah. showing me fear because I, we, I was dismissing it. But once it got, once it had form, then it was real. Right. And so, yes. yeah, I love that. And it does, it does what we listen to our intuition. It does line up everyone else around us. Absolutely. And sometimes in an uncomfortable way. Like sometimes we need to make a move and it activates someone else, but they, it's often someone who has felt stuck. They might be miserable. They might not want change, but they need it. And we're just the strongest person around who can hold that. Like it comes down to what you could hold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. But you know what it feels like? It, it seems like the more that you can hold, the easier you can 
let go. Hmm. Almost like you're budging out one for the other. Yeah. And you're just not going to pile it all on until you're drowning. I think with what I've been going through lately, with just so much change and transition, I keep hearing um, no room in the inn, which leading up to Christmas, that's kind of perfect. But hmm. no room in the inn is really a picture of the human and the, like the ego and, and uh, like the two parts of us, right. That are at war, the ego and the heart. And for you to live, you can't live the life of fear. And so how I translate no room in the inn is, you know, there was no room and I'm not preaching to anyone, but there was no room for Jesus in the inn because it was already full. If you think about translate, translate that over to the Christ mind, like the Christ mind is the truth. It's thinking clearly. It's thinking from joy and love and peace and not fear. Fear is a lie. And so is there room in your inn for love and joy and peace, or is it full of fear? And I feel like lately, every part of me that is fear is being budged out because love and joy and peace would like to take residence here. And it's so uncomfortable because fear is practiced. And then it has a practice response in my body and it has practiced thoughts, but it's just not, you know, congruent anymore with what wants to live in my in. Like my, you know, how Tony Robbins says, your, your giant wake, awaken the giant within. It's like my giant is awake and it's stretching and it's budging out anything that is taking up my in. And it's like getting angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's real. That's, that's real life. Like you want to change, you want to grow, you want to make big moves. You want to make an impact with your family, with your children, with other women. If you look, maybe you're a leader, you're going to have to feel all these things and still hold it. And it's just, that's the honest truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to explain how, how you get there. It's such a, I feel like you could say that you get there by going inside of yourself and mm -hmm. comforting your inner child in the fear that she stands in, in your past. Right. That makes sense to me because you're going in and saying, where did this fear start? Yeah. Like, where is this coming from? What part of me is scared? Who am I believing right now? Who am I embodying right now? Is that me that's scared or is that my dad? Then that feels like my own voice now. Is it my mom? And it feels like my own voice now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then giving yourself the opportunity to just grab her by the hands and say, it's okay. You're mm -hmm. okay. You're going to be okay. All is good. You know, you're loved. I and, don't know how. Yeah, go ahead. No, oh, no, there's just profound healing that needs to happen like that in everyone's life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if, if you if you do that work, if you sit with yourself, you will notice that you start responding differently to situations because you become so aware of the different parts of you that in the past would have made you make moves that you didn't actually want to make that weren't authentic and weren't true to your path. But you just have these spiders <laughs> that are <laughs> making you 
go along a path that was never for you because you haven't turned around and looked at it and said, like, where is this coming from? What are you? Why are you even here? Why am I operating yeah. like this? Like so often we just operate out of the past when we've become a completely new person, but yeah. we still have that, that past. And it was just majorly on my heart tonight to talk to everyone about fear, like just how it can take us down the wrong path and we can ignore it the whole time because we dismiss our feelings. We dismiss because they're invisible, but they're, I mean, they're so very visible within our life, within the, the physical action that we're taking is visible, but the thing that made us take it is invisible. And so I love that you shared your story about your business and how you felt that fear and you just kept going and it's the best thing your family has ever done. And change is scary. I think people are waiting for change to not yeah. be scary. Like then I'll do it. It's like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But you know what, you know what that feels like, what that felt like for me was driving down a dirt road every single day and listening to self help stuff or like not, not even just self help, spiritual, you know, anything that made me feel good, anything that gave me hope. Mm -hmm. And every single day, it looked like that for five months, we just grabbed a cup of coffee and we drove down a road and we worried and we cried and we talked and we gathered courage. That was your fail safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always say when Drew and I are making big moves and I know that we can't let the fear win, I always say we need a fail safe. We need something that Hey, if it gets really bad, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> like, we're gonna listen to this, or we're gonna tune into that, or we're gonna like we just you need something to go to in that time, yeah. especially if you're the one in your family or maybe in your lineage that's making moves that your parents didn't make. You've got nothing to draw on. Yeah. It's not gonna be within your patterns or within your DNA. It's like it's not, it's I mean, you've got to draw from within. <laughs> And that takes great intention. And that's, I started getting up at five every morning because I don't wake up happy. I wish I could say differently, but I don't, and I never have. I need to be alone in the morning. I need to tune in. I need to remember who I am. And so I get up at five and I read and I meditate and I journal. And by the time I leave my little office, I am happy. But that's mm -hmm. like with great intention because I know who I need to be for my family. And I know who I need to be to hold moves that are going to change our life. And yeah. so with great intention, you can conquer fear and you can be a peaceful mother, but it will not be easy, <laughs> but you can find support here. <laughs> yeah. And you can start just by memorizing, like playing something over and over and over again until it's memorized, until it's because it, it becomes a part of your, your belief system, even if you don't believe it right now. And even if you're not really listening that intently or you're not sitting there meditating mm -hmm. on it. If you're, if you got it playing in the background and eventually you can recite it, it's, mm -hmm. you're doing it. It's better something, than nothing. Something practical that you can do is I record all the time. I record, I'll write out a couple of pages of, um, what I want to think. Like I'll write how I think about my daughter, how I think about my husband, how my life is. And I record it to theta music, theta, like T H E T A. Um, mm -hmm. so that's, you're very relaxed and I listen to it. I listen to it as I fall asleep. I listen to it as I drive. I do this. I think I fell asleep to it last night. I do this all the time. 
And it's almost creepy how fast it works. Like I journaled certain things about Drew and recorded them a week and a half ago. And he's already doing them. And I didn't tell wow. him. I it's it's creepy, like how powerful our thoughts are. Another practical thing is if your thoughts, if you're really scared and you feel like you have no control, uh Joseph Murphy, the power of your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that book will has a lot of like what Sarah was saying, just different mantras and things you can repeat to yourself um, that will change you. And you don't have to listen super close. It will just, it will go in. It's funny that you said that because Joseph Murphy was who we listened to on. Was he really? On that dirt, on that dirt road. (laughs) Yeah. And in the morning, oh, doing the dishes anywhere. I would just be like, you know, Alexa, put on Joseph Murphy and I would just play the last YouTube I played and I would just over and over and over and over and over until I knew I would believe it sometime. He literally changed my life. Listening to Joseph Murphy uh, is the reason I had my first six figure month was Joseph Murphy. So it was his, yeah, I set a great intention and it was, I read his prosperity prayer every day and yeah, for six figure month. And it was that, it was just, it was crazy. And he talked about how you'll just have knowings and things will drop in. And I heard a sentence and I heard something that I was supposed to go do and I did it and and it turned into that. And it's just crazy how easy it can be if we just listen to that little voice that is actually infinite intelligence, but we have to have room in our in. We have to have room in our in for infinite intelligence. And which means we have to budge out ego and ego gets scared. And, 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 you know, this is what we've been talking about the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But the intuition part, you know, it's it's my storytelling day, I guess. I, I learned, (laughs) I learned a lesson in intuition this week. Oh boy. So Chad, um, I made Chad this Father's Day plate uh, last June or June of 2022. Bo, my youngest was two weeks old. So his hands were on it. And then my oldest hands were on it. And it was called Dad's Barbecue Plate. And it's been the plate that he used for barbecue, you know, since then. And it was special. And we used it the other night. And I saw it the next morning standing up in the sink against couple frying pans and I thought in my head that's not a safe place for that I better move it but I had stuff in my hands and I walked away and then I just didn't go back for it I think I thought about it again but I just like didn't immediately go back for it and I continued on with life later that day like 12 hours later it was like the evening and I was standing there getting water out of the fridge for my oldest and the plate I'm not kidding you. It jumped out of the sink, off the counter. Nobody touched it. Nobody was near it. It jumped and it broke. It shattered. And it was devastating. I'm like, oh, like we should have never used it. All these thoughts are going through my head. But then I was like, Sarah, I was, I knew that was gonna happen. I was told that that was gonna happen. And my guide just came up and knocked it with her finger just to teach me a lesson. I swear it. But <laughs> wow, I feel like that's so symbolic. Like that is teaching you about a plate because the next time it'll be something. Yeah, I really believe. I really believe that we are given things that, and it has to be something you care about. So you notice, so something like a plate where it does matter that was special, mm-hmm. but to get your attention because 
I bet you anything you could tell us on the next podcast, something else is going to speak to you like that. It'll just drop in. It won't feel scary. Spirit never, never feels scary. It'll just be a knowing. It'll just be a peaceful knowing. And you need to do it. I bet you're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, yep. No, I am. And that's how you learn the language. You learn it through usually ignoring it. Really? Yes. Right? Like that's how I, I'm, I'm freaking fortunately. We learn it through ignoring it and then regret. And we say, wow, I should listen to myself. But do we the next time? Do we? Usually no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I find that voice gets very loud with my kids or... It won't say anything. And I'll just happen to make a move that I didn't hear. I just often as a mom, we make our move intuitively. Like we just, yeah. it is to intuition, but it's not a voice. We just happen to be right place, right time. I find that happens a lot. Like we are very protected, but again, that is within my affirmations. Like I say these affirmations to myself all the time. Like I am at the right place. I am at the right time. My life is in divine order. You know, I have all these words. And so I happen to be right place, right time. So it doesn't even need to drop in and be a sentence. It's just a, oh, wow, I'm here and I should be. Yeah. But it's an affirmation. A really good affirmation is my life is in divine order. You know, like that will affect you, your children and everything. But okay, the plate jumping, that's, yeah. Yeah, something's coming up and you need to pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, I just knew, you know, that right away, like that heaviness on my chest. Oh, that was my fault. It was nobody's fault, but it was my fault, you know? I could have prevented it. Yeah, I could have yeah. prevented it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Have to make a, have to make a new plate now. <laughs> and I remember feeling that way, you know, many times in my life where mm-hmm. you make a decision mm-hmm. and then it does not go the way that you wanted it to go. And you go, oh my gosh, you sit there and you think about it. You go, if I'd never done that, mm-hmm. it would have just gone another way. Mm-hmm. that's a heavy thing to hold depending on the situation. I think it's so important. It's so important in those moments to be willing to look at it, even though it's painful. And again, that's sitting in a quiet room and going within, whether it's before your kids get up or maybe your kids go to school and in the afternoon or in the evening, but your life isn't going to change until you sit still and look at that and say, okay, I didn't listen to myself and identify that so that you can change it next time. Yeah. I made this decision and it went this way and it's not to beat yourself up. It's just to learn. It's literally just to learn so that you could do it differently the next time. And maybe last time you didn't listen to yourself and because the intuition, like Sarah said, did drop in and maybe it wasn't that you're busy. Maybe it was fear. Fear talked you out of it. And now you need to acknowledge like, how does that feel? Because what I find is as awful as fear feels, like the fear that you feel when you're growing and you're making moves, it feels worse <laughs> to know you missed it, to know yeah. you missed your opportunity. Like you can't miss your boat. Your boat is literally for you. It's for you. So it's going to circle back, but it could take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Regret. Mm-hmm. It leads to, it leads to, hardening of your soul <laughs> not not actually your soul but mm-hmm. you feeling like like you're you're being hardened you know that's that's where you learn those lessons about life that tell you all of those ugly things that aren't true 
I think regret is one of the hardest feelings to hold because it's so far from how your inner being feels. So there's that massive discord. So when you feel one way and your inner being, which is just pure light, love, and joy feels a different way, it's like you're being pulled apart, like a muscle's tear, like how bad you feel is an indicator of how far apart you are. Abraham Hicks mm -hmm. quoting that, you know, oh, that's an indicator of how, and so regret, like your inner being doesn't use your memory to beat you up. It uses it to just grow and expand. And so it says, okay, this is, and this happened now, like, this is how it can be better. And it just thinks about this new future now that you have all that new data. Whereas a human, we sit there and we go over it and over it and over it and we beat ourselves up. And so that's why regret feels so gross because you're going, you're going somewhere your inner being can't go with you. <laughs> and that's not a good feeling. Yeah. But I think the way to move through regret is to just acknowledge what happened so it can be different the next time. Mm. Mm -hmm. How do we get talking about regret? Oh, I think we just, I think what we really do, Sarah, is talk about emotions. Like if we were to explain this podcast, because it's like <laughs> fear and, and regret and unconditional love and um, even intuition is a feeling. Like it's just a podcast of feelings. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. And it it all is just so relatable across the board. You know, I think that we thought that our target audience was going to be just mothers, but I think women in general can really relate to all of these things. Because I think the thing is, is that we all go through very many different walks and paths of life. There's different situations for all of us and none of us are the same. So we think that people aren't going to understand what we've been through or our specific situation. But the truth is, is that the feelings are universal. The yes. feeling of fear, the feeling of pain, the feeling of regret, the feeling of shame, the feeling of happiness, joy, love. Those are our universal language. So yes. you're never alone. Even if you don't think someone can understand, they can relate. I find that so true. I, I like thinking about this thought, how everyone or so many people are speaking different languages, but they're all saying the same words. Like every mom at night is saying, I love you, even though they're all speaking in different different languages. It's like we're mm -hmm. all saying this, we're all trying to transfer the same emotion to other people or understand the same emotion within us, digest it. So, yeah, what you're going through, you're not alone. Other people have felt it too. Some have gone one direction and they have regret. Some face the fear, you know, but you're not alone. Yeah. And that, that changes things when you realize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the end for tonight, but I hope that we have got you thinking about what moves are you making based on fear and what path are you on that maybe a big old spider chased you down <laughs> and because you didn't turn around and face it, you're on the wrong path. Just acknowledging it. How did I get here? And if I was to follow my joy, what path would I have taken? How could I make steps to get back home to myself? Because following your soul, following that path, following your joy is where you're actually meant to be. 
That's right. And the universe loves to show up for you. If you feel like you're sitting there and you've exhausted all hope, just ask. It will show up. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something valuable from this. I'm sure you did. And if you have any feedback or questions or things that you want us to talk about topics, just email us at mothertruster at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. And in the new year, we want to start uh, interviewing other moms, other women who have a story to tell and they would like to share it on the podcast. Just get their voice out there in a comfortable you know, have a coffee setting and have a chat and get your soul out there. So definitely feel free to reach out if that's something that you want to raise your hand for. And we'd love to hear your story.